This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, fighting against ageism in the workplace and the marketplace. Find out more at carp.ca. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Zoomer Week in Review, all things Zoomer worldwide. I'm Christine Ross in for Libby Snymer. Toronto researchers have developed a tool to determine who's most likely to suffer concussion symptoms that persist for months, and Zoomers are among the group at higher risk. And expect a renewed surge of retirements in the second half of this year, according to a new report by RBC Economics. But first, here are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. Greece joins France and Italy in making COVID vaccinations mandatory for all nursing home staff. There are also new restrictions as infections keep rising during the vital summer tourism season in Greece. Only vaccinated customers will be allowed indoors in bars, cinemas, theaters and other closed spaces. In Waterloo this month, half the staff involved in five long-term care outbreaks were unvaccinated, but in Ontario, nursing home staff only have to take an education course if they refuse a vaccine. Alcohol was linked to thousands of cancer cases in Canada last year. Those findings are part of a study from the World Health Organization's Research on Cancer. The study's co-author from Toronto's Centre for Addiction and Mental Health says drinking alcohol increased slightly in Canada during the pandemic. The global study estimates 4% of diagnosed cases in 2020 may have been associated with drinking. 82-year-old U.S. Supreme Court Justice Stephen Breyer has no plans to retire, but many progressives are calling for the 27-year Supreme Court veteran to step down to ensure Democrats have the opportunity to confirm a liberal successor. Justice Breyer says he's relishing his new role as dean of the court's remaining liberals after Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death. And he added that getting to speak third in deliberations after Chief Justice John Roberts and Justice Clarence Thomas has made a difference to him. More like strike a natural pose. Ad companies and social media influencers in Norway can no longer glam up photos without admitting the images have been retouched. It comes after years of advocacy and calls for stricter measures to address growing concerns around body image and mental health. The soon-to-be-introduced law will require that advertising and sponsored posts where a body's shape, size, or skin has been changed by retouching or other manipulation clearly state that it has been edited. If not, they'll face large fines. Some idyllic Italian villages are offering thousands of dollars to entice your kids to move there and start a business. The region of Calabria in southern Italy is offering up to 33,000 Canadian dollars over three years for those 40 and younger to start a business. The region, with only 5,000 residents, is similar to other areas of Italy and parts of Europe, facing rapidly declining numbers due to aging populations. Dance, 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 
Get your dancing shoes on. A just-released study from Toronto's York University finds that Parkinson's symptoms can be improved with weekly dance classes. Author Joseph D'Souza says the experience of performing and being in a studio environment with dance instructors appears to provide benefit. The study involved those around 70, all with mild to moderate symptoms of the disease, who showed some improvement. Dance is complex and stimulates auditory, tactile, and visual senses, not to mention the social aspect. I'm Christine Ross, and those are your Zoomer headlines from around the world. It's an invisible injury that many, including Zoomers, may suffer in their lifetime. Concussions. Now, Toronto researchers have created a calculator to identify those at high risk for prolonged symptoms. We reached Dr. Mark Bailey, medical director at University Health Network's Toronto Rehabilitation Institute, who says the tool gives doctors a risk score based on patients' answers to five questions. Dr. Mark Bailey, thank you so much for joining us. So you've come up with this concussion calculator to help determine who is most likely to suffer long-term or lingering concussion symptoms. How does this work? So this concussion calculator was designed for clinicians, and we affectionately call it the tricorder. And how it works is that it invites clinicians to look at the person and then enter in some important data that came from the statistics into the calculator. So the calculator asks three things. First of all, how old are you? Second of all, it asks you how your health has been based on how many visits to doctors you needed uh, the year before. And then it asks you about mental health issues. And depending on how you enter the scores or how, how you answer those questions, it will generate a risk of requiring prolonged help or treatment for your symptoms. And so for a lower risk, it might be less than 10%, and then for the higher risk, it'd be up to 30 40 50% chance of needing longer uh, prolonged care and comprehensive care. And your findings show that Zoomers, those 61 plus, are among the three groups who are at high risk. Why is that? Well, we believe that older people are at risk um, because we've known for some time that as we age, our brain becomes a little less resilient to injury or illness. And so we suspect that the reason that people who uh, are older are more likely to require specialist care is because they don't bounce back as quickly. And so the other two groups being those with ongoing health issues and um, the other group would be those who have a mood disorder or anxiety or, or depression, correct? Correct, yes. That group will be the group that we have to uh, target specifically with early and specialized care. Why is it important, though, to, to determine who is at high risk? It's really important for us to know who's at high risk for two reasons. The first is that concussion is a very controversial um, injury in that we don't have a magic x-ray or image to determine who's going to do well and who's not. So what we're doing with this is trying to predict who is at high risk so that we can bring in earlier treatment. And the second reason is, is that, and the good news is, is that while we have 150,000 people every year in Ontario experiencing a concussion, that many people do quite well. And so we really want to be able to ensure that those who really need the specialized care get it and that we can reassure those who have a good prognosis that they're going to be okay and that we can, uh, they can gradually reintegrate into their normal activities and move on with their lives. 
So how are most concussions happening in this uh, Zoomer age population? So we believe from our research that the most common reason for Zoomers getting injured is probably falls and injuries. We do occasionally see people getting uh, motor vehicle accidents and worksite injuries, but we believe that as we get all get older, um, we're more likely to fall. And so this is a prominent reason for concussions in the elderly and in the older group. The outcomes look promising. You, you alluded to that earlier, if you get the intervention needed. Yes, it's really, it, it appears that if we can intervene earlier, provide the appropriate prescription of exercise, management of the complications such as headaches and other mental health symptoms like anxiety and cognitive symptoms, the research suggests that if we can get in early, that we can reduce the long-term consequences of concussion. So personally, I have to tell you, this story caught my eye because like many people across the province, our family experienced uh, this. Um, my son went through a terrible time with post-concussion syndrome for much over a year. He had to pull out of university for a year. It was truly a very scary time, but not just for him, but it it impacted his entire circle of friends, his his loved ones. Concussions really do impact. It has collateral damage, doesn't it? Yes, concussion is can have a great deal of long-term effects, and um, that's why it's critical that we mon- monitor and, and manage people as soon as possible. You're absolutely right. It, you know, concussion can have uh, effects on your mental health. It can have effects on your thinking skills. It can have effects on uh, physical symptoms such as headaches and dizziness and even with sleep. And so it can be very all-encompassing for that unfortunate group that have prolonged symptoms. And the recovery can be very isolating for people. Absolutely. It can be very isolating because people cannot participate in their usual activities you know, if you think of it, as I'm sure your son noted, you know, they have to avoid potentially areas where they might come in contact with other people. They might, they have to avoid contact sports or even riding bicycles and doing things that most people would normally do because they're afraid of sustaining another concussion and making their symptoms worse. So it is absolutely very isolating. So people listening to this interview may want to have access to this. How do they go about it and how do they qualify? So the way we have made the concussion calculator readily available for people, it's on the KITE, uh, which is the Toronto Rehab Research Institute website. And so what we've encouraged people to do is to, when they, if they sustain a concussion, to contact their, their family doctor and make sure that they've had a proper examination because it's really important to rule out anything very serious. And once they've had that examination, they can go in and utilize the calculator Dr. Mark Bailey, thank you so much for this. You're very welcome. That was Dr. Mark Bailey, Medical Director at University Health Network's Toronto Rehabilitation Institute. I'm Christine Ross, and this is the Zoomer Week in Review. Coming up, after a dip, expect a renewed surge of retirements in the second half of this year. to the Zoomer Week in Review, brought to you by CARP, Canada's largest and most influential association fighting for the interests of Canadians as we age. Find out more at carp.ca. Canadian- 
Canadian retirements are beginning to return to normal after the uncertainty of the pandemic held many back. A new report from RBC Economics predicts a renewed surge of retirement in the second half of this year. Retirements fell about 20% last year as a result of the uncertainty about retirement savings as the pandemic arrived. Andrew Agopsawiz is Senior Economist with RBC. Andrew, thank you so much for joining us today. You've crunched the numbers. Why are you predicting a surge in retirements for the second half of this year? Yeah, so what we saw during the pandemic was uh, declines in all measures of uh, voluntary labor turnover. So we're talking about quits and we're talking about retirements. And so we saw it's about 20, for the retirement side, we saw about a 20% decline in retirements during uh, the pandemic period. And so, you know, given the, you know, the, the long-standing trends in aging, this uh, trend in retirements that we've seen for the last 10 years, you know, we expect that once things open up, uh, people are going to get back to, you know, their original plans. And uh, we'll start to see those retirements coming back into the summer, into the fall. So these were people simply just putting off retiring. They had all, you know, desire to retire, but they just put it off because of the uncertainty of the pandemic that was holding them back? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, because, uh, you know, we don't know exactly the reasons for why people uh, chose choose to retire or not within the data. But, you know, with the pandemic, we saw, you know, at first there was a big wealth shock with the stock markets in early on. And then so there would be uncertainty there in terms of whether we have funds to uh, retire. And then, of course, the switch to work from home, which maybe offered a lot of people some flexibility. So maybe they didn't feel like they needed to retire at this moment. But as, uh, you know, we open up and uh, people start to think again what they want to be doing with their, uh, you know, the remaining uh, after their after their work. You know, this is generally looking at people who are already on the cusp of retiring anyways. And uh, so we're, you know, looking forward, people have decided, you know, as, as people are asked to come back to work, maybe that decision will, you know, factor in. It's like, okay, maybe this is the time we should uh, hang it up. So it's no secret that boomers represent a huge cohort with, you know, many now reaching retirement age or approaching that. How will this, you know, surge in retirements impact the labor market? Yeah, so this is a problem we've been dealing with even before the pandemic hit. And so we know coming out of it, there's going to be lots of openings and uh, we already can kind of see the, the labor market begin to heat up. And of course, uh, we've with the large, large amount of people transitioning to retirement, you know, that's a lot of uh, uh, positions to fill. And for some time, we have not had, you know, the birth rates in, the, in, in Canada that, that were, that would be enough to sustain, you know, this continued uh, search away from uh, this continued transition into retirement. But also we've seen the last uh, year a decline in immigration, which for the last, at least the last five years has been the main source of uh, replacement workers for, uh, for retirees. And so, you know, it does remain to see be seen whether uh, over the summer and fall we, we do see the returns to immigration that we kind of need. Um, but until then, you know, the, the, the yeah, decline in the workforce from uh, new retirees, you know, that could put a lot of pressure on uh, labor markets right now. So obviously it's no size surprise to you either that, that 65 keeps getting pushed back and back and back as people live longer and are healthy longer and want to contribute to society. On this very program last week, I spoke with Phil Soper, who is the CEO of Royal LePage, about trends and boomers. And he said, surprisingly, they're showing no sign of slowing down. And in fact, of the 3 million Canadian boomers, more than a third are considering buying a new uh, a home as their primary residence within five years. Is this a trend that you're also kind of seeing? Yeah, so we've seen across all age groups, actually, uh, an increase in labor force participation. People are, you know, the, one of the things that's been kind of holding back a, a real kind of labor force crunch is, 
has been the fact that people are across the board working more. And so, you know, it's just not a it's not a surprising thing to to for that to also be true for um, for uh, people you know transitioning to a sixty five plus range. So that's it's you know there's no hard set rule about when what year you have to what age you have to be to retire. And so you know we can definitely see people pushing uh, pushing back that years. However, we do you know have seen this increase in retirements over the last 10 years this long this long trend of increasing retirements and so you know I don't expect that to necessarily go away so we've done stories about how the the pandemic really has made people rethink their lives you know a lot of whether it's millennials or even older people are are leaving their jobs not so much for let's say retirement but people want to find more happiness they want more of a balance in you know work life are you finding that as well yeah, so that's the other main finding was about we saw about forty percent decline in the number of quits for uh, job dissatisfaction, and so people during the pandemic really did pull back in terms of whether they want to quit or not. You know, the labor market uncertainty is going to be a big factor there. But as the labor market starting to heat up, you know, we're definitely seeing a big uptick in in uh, people quitting for for that dissatisfaction reason, which suggests to me that I think people are you know looking ahead and they're thinking uh, what's What's, what's changed uh, in the past year? You know, do they want to continue to do what they want to be doing? And I think also the return to work uh, in the office. You know, we see surveys of employers saying, you know, 50 to 60 percent of, of employers that are asking people to, who, who, who allowed people to uh, work from home are asking them to come back. And so I think that's going to be a real, it's going to come to a head when once employers start to really push, push on that return to office. And people may have to make decisions about whether they want to stay or not. Andrew, is there something that surprised you most in this report? No, I think this is, I think, largely what we uh, expected. I think the most surprising thing is the, the quickness of its uh, return in the last few months. And so um, I think it's something that we kind of expected. You know, this was not going to last forever. These are labor, we're, we're, we're about returning to the levels we saw in about 2019, which was a pretty uh, hot labor market as well. So it is, it is, you know, somewhat, somewhat promising though, that given that there's still some labor market slack out there, that people are starting to have that confidence to, to make these moves. Andrew Agopsawiz, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. That was Andrew Agopsawiz, Senior Economist with RBC. And that brings us to the end of this week's edition of the Zoomer Week in Review. I'm Christine Ross for Libby Snymer. Thank you for joining me today. Be sure to come back next week to stay up to date with all things Zoomer worldwide. Zoomer Week in Review is produced by Zeev Hadi, Christine Ross, and Paul Thomas. Technical producer, Justin Eacock. Executive producer, Moses Snymer. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.